All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here, heel producer Jim Cunningham here, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds of degenerate trifecta is also here. Harry, brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Big, big week ahead. It's Tuesday morning. We're doing this about uh, 8 a.m. on the West Coast, 11 on the East Coast. Coming off, I guess we should talk about this uh, Patriots-Jets game. It's one of those things where you're surprised, but not surprised. Like it, it couldn't have been more of a Jets ending. And I think Belichick got a little lucky. I don't know what the hell he was doing time management-wise at the end, but he lucked out. It, he seems to have these senior moments since the Seattle Super Bowl, and it uh, and it and it benefited him. I'm not saying the Patriots are back by any stretch, but Parley Kid, what the hell were we watching? A lot of talk about tanking for Tua. I just think the Jets that that was just typical Jets we were looking at there, right? Yeah, I think I think that I don't look. I, it's hard, you know. My I think I commented to somebody yesterday uh, at one of our text chains saying, "Yeah, that's like a great tanking job by the Jets." But there's really no tanking. That's just Jets, right. you know. It's just the way things tend to work out for them, and the things tend to work out for Belichick where, uh, yeah, there was some, what we were commenting is like, what the heck is he doing? Like what's happening? And then, uh, it worked out for him. Right. So, uh, it seemed to work out the way it always works out for Belichick and not work out for the jets. And, uh, you know, everything was right in the universe for about, uh, you know, a few seconds. <laughs> there, there's right a there. second halves are off. I forgot to pull the stats, but they have a game where they had six yards in the second half last week. They had like four, 56 yards second they didn't show up why the hell are we not pounding these money line opponent jet opponents in the second half uh other big news uh this morning big ben roethlisberger on the covid list of course of course a week at late for the, uh, the cowboys but on the covid list can't enter the facility for five days um it seems like bry that this is uh, similar to what happened with stafford last week who still played but I don't know. Maybe he has an extra day. I don't even know what's going on with the COVID stuff anymore. I don't think I don't even know that he has it, but he was in close contact with Vance McDonald. Um, the uh, line is off the board against the Bengals. We weren't going to go over that game anyway, but uh, it should be interesting now with Mason Rudolph quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I have a feeling Ben's going to end up playing. This is just how it's been. We have no idea what's going on with COVID, but uh, there's no rules out there. It just... Uh, but we've we've managed to get as far as we we have so far. Yeah. We haven't lost a quarterback yet, except for well, we really haven't lost a quarterback yet. I guess Cam is the one. But right, um, yeah, I I don't want to see Mason Rudolph here. So hopefully Ben, uh, hopefully Ben can get back and and play in this one. Because <laughs> let that, them that, keep that, that, that streak that, together till Thanksgiving kind, at least, right? Yeah, Stay on yeah, the yeah. I mean, the Bengals games are kind of like underrated games. So I wouldn't mind watching this if Mason Rudolph is quarterbacking. I don't I don't think I want to see too much of it. Now, these guys, they give uh, free picks on extrapoints.com. They went 0-3 with their best bets on Sharp Tank, but that's all right. They've uh, on extra. Maybe it's not all right. Maybe you lost a lot of money back in their picks. But what I want to say is on extrapoints.com, they give free picks. Not that these aren't free. Um, I think, uh, Brother Bry, you're like 7-3 and three in your last 10. Parley Kid, you're about the same. Harry, I'm imagining yeah. you're the other way because we haven't heard you brag in a while. Uh, but anyway, those are free picks. You got Maction. Maction, Tuesday night Maction. Thank God we wouldn't have anything else, right? Yeah. Harry, I'm addressing you, <laughs> yeah. basically. You, yeah, you, yeah. Have, you, haven't, you, haven't you haven't spoken yet, so I figure you could jump in here. Uh, let let yeah. Darren Bryan. No, yeah, exactly. Maction, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. 
pretty good. Football all week, pretty much. Thank you. I'm glad we waited for that. that uh, <laughs> we have uh, now, Harry, I told you I have this pick. You guys are all over the Buffalo game. Miami of Ohio, Buffalo. I did this on Fox Bet Live. Both teams will have two touchdowns and a field goal. Real quick, you got, you like that? The over-under is like 55 and a half. It's the lightest, I think, on the board. But two touchdowns and a field goal in that game. I don't know if there's any weather. What do you think? Just at least, just give me the obligatory. Yeah, Sal, that's a good yeah. pick. Yes, I like it. I like it. Buffalo you scored do. a lot. Buffalo's been scoring a ton of points. Five of okay. the last six games over 43 that's points. That's my so. uh, extra points yeah. pick today is uh, is Buffalo. UB covering the uh, the minus nine and a Jared half. Jared Patterson for Heisman. All right. Uh, Kids good. Oh, Buffalo's good team. Patterson, huh? Patterson, Peterson, Patterson. That's what we're going to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, our friends at PropSwap know as great as it is to brag about the bets you win, it's even more fun to complain about the ones you took on the chin. It's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a game we hate to call bet aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bet ache. It's a bet ache. It's a bet Oh, it is a bet ache. It's not really a game. I said it was a game. It's a segment, and it's a segment we want to just get through and put it behind us, but... These guys need to vent. This is a therapy session. We'll give them like 40 seconds each to vent about a bad beat. Scott Van Pelt calls them bad beats. We call them bed aches. Uh, Brother Brian, let's start with you. What is your bed ache? All right. So I gave out USC over uh, USC Arizona State over 58 and a half. They say it's going to be a beautiful day. Of course, the weather changes. Now it's the over-unders 55 and a half. I know immediately that sucks that the over-under went down like that. So I have a ton of money on the over at 58 and a half. I decide I'll add more money at 55 and a half. I have money on Arizona State money line at plus 320. Uh, so right away in that game, USC has a first and goal from the three. They fumble. Great. But still, the game is still 17-14 with five minutes left in second. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get some more points. Nope. USC gets intercepted at Arizona's 10. Third go- quarter starts. UFC doesn't convert a fourth and one inside the 10. Mm-hmm. Next drive, they're moving the ball. They get picked off again. And don't forget, I still have Arizona State to win. So with 2.30 left in the game, down 13, USC scores on a tip ball. They recover an onside kick, score again. And then Arizona has a chance to kick a field goal to not only win, I cover the 55 and a half, uh, turnover on downs, lose everything. Uh. God, that's like, I was so mad at Herman Edwards just because he was so conservative. You have this great quarterback. You're barely throwing early in the game, uh, but... Right, 18, uh, 18 run plays. My best. 18 run plays yeah. in the game for ASU. Jaden yeah. Daniels seemed like That's he could terrible. do with uh, anything he wanted. If, if he had most of the run plays, I think we win that game. Uh, yeah. I had Arizona State also. I have them to win the conference. That's not looking good. Although, I don't know who's going to win the conference. I apologize to you, brother Brian. I feel like I <laughs> led you into a 12-car pile up there telling everybody <laughs> to take these overs in the Pac-12 uh, because it was the first game the conference had played. And I think the overs went one, one, and one or something. Luckily, I think it, it still might have yeah. went two, one, and one because Oregon State, Washington State. Oh yeah, went I forgot over, about that went, game. Went over yeah. too. That right. was luck. That was lucky to go over. I had that too. But right, that's but, right. Yeah, that right. one game. Yeah, it sucked. Well, that's on me, Harry. What is your betting? <laughs> yeah, it happened to be my best bet of the week too on the show. I had the Tulane East Carolina game to go over sixty, and five times, five times in this game. Team who had the ball was inside the opponent's 35-yard line, went for it on fourth down, and went 0 for 5. 
which included at the end of the game when the game's sitting at 59, need over 60. They had third, not third and goal from the one with 50 seconds. They are not third and goal. They had third and one from the goal, from the three with 50 seconds. They pass incomplete. Tulane does, and the other team down 17. So you figure, or the Tulane's <laughs> up. So East Carolina, you figure, is going to let them. They're going to score. Incomplete on third down. So now it's still fourth and one from the three. They pass again. Incomplete. I lose. <laughs> does Harry look, Jim Cunningham, the Hill producer Jim, does Harry look like he's doing stand-up? Like, this is how I imagined he would do stand-up in front of, like, a shiny blue curtain. But his, his jokes would all be, like, bad beats. Like, right? Yeah. Like, Harry, we're going to get you uh, to... We're going to get you to the Kimmel Comedy Club in like September. If, Let's do if, it. God willing, it's open by then. All right, uh, Parley Kid, what is your bad beat? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Is Harry wearing like eyeliner or something? There's something about <laughs> yes. him today. It's something. He's very Uncle Fester-ish. Like, uh, <laughs> what am I not? And that collar on his shirt is, um, it's got to be the biggest collar yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, That's it's amazing. very wide. It, it, goes, it somehow it's, goes it's, to the middle of your arms. I don't know how that works. <laughs> By the way, by the way, Harry, Par Parlay Kid texted me the other day thinking you were going to win. He sent me a text said, God damn it. Harry's going to hit this over. And then, and <laughs> That's the best five, thing. I mean, I mean, it's probably third <laughs> well, and one from the three. Don't you just pound it up the middle with so 50 seconds ago? Well, well, Brian, because Harry's complaining about it, but that game was not even close to being right, over right. until the, like, there was okay, like, but. There was a million points scored in the fourth quarter <laughs> that even gave him a chance to yeah, go over. Yeah, so right, yeah. it kind of was kind of very fortunate. <laughs> so my bet ache, uh, two games real quick. Um, Chargers, Cardinals cost me this weekend. Uh, I had the Chargers on the money line. Bottom line is they throw two fades at the end of the game. The last one, the guy celebrates like he won the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? But yet, Brian and I like this, that wasn't a catch right from the beginning. And the whole Charger team is celebrating, right? But meanwhile, you knew it wasn't a touchdown. So very disappointing. And then the Cardinals, how about that 48-yard field goal attempt at the end of the game? Yeah. Have, I, the guy came up short. It looked perfect, right? You could have almost turned the TV off thinking, that's a tie game now. Yeah. Guy came up short on a 48-yard field goal indoors, uh, really weak. So uh, both of those looked like they were in the bag. Well, not in the bag, but. At the very end, looked like I could have uh, pulled something out, got nothing for it, lost, uh, That's lost bad. a good amount of money. That's bad. And with the Carolina team, uh, what was it? Sly really was deep enough. For, he made it long enough from almost 70 yards. Then you got this guy. One, yeah. How are you 20 yards off, indoors, outdoors? Um, unbelievable. And, and it was such a good quarterback game, right? Kyler against Tua. And for yeah, it to end it comes up down to the a kicker. short kick, oh. it's uh, it's bad. Well, it's, it's weird that we have bed aches at all because – the Chiefs was a miraculous in a way, not miraculous, but um, looking bad for a minute, uh, money line win. The Steelers, um, you know, whatever whatever we want to say again, maybe we'll just not discuss that game, Paul A. Kid, but that was a win. That was easy. We're all over the money line favorites yet. I didn't have either of those, and those were um, those were uh, good beats, if you'll say. I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, you're not going to get luckier than having those two together. That was a fun one. All right, that was BetX. It's brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Whether you're betting big like Brother Briar, placing $11 parlays like Harry, PropSwap is here to make sure you avoid those BetX. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country willing to pay big bucks for your bets. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. Hey, promo code against all odds. Don't forget about that. So we got PropSwap. 
We need, uh, we, we got prop swap. We got bed aches. We got all this stuff. I want you guys to reach out to us at cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. It's kind of a buy or sell thing. If you have a ticket, if you're holding on to a ticket, let us know. Say, Hey, should I sell this? Should I keep it? We'll let, you know, we'll analyze it. We'll give you the wrong information and then you'll uh, have no money at the end. No, <laughs> no, but reach out to us. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. And obviously, obviously if you or a friend or somebody you know is uh, eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. We've not had a reading in a while, long time. Uh, reach out, Cousin Sal, against all odds at gmail.com. State your claim, make your case, and we will decide on that. All right, we got a lot going on here. We have college football. We have best bets. We're going to go over NFL. The Masters starts Thursday. Oh, fun. November Masters. Our friend Paul Kohorst uh, is going to be on. He's going to take us through best bets in the masters. These guys will have them as well. But in the meantime, let us go over these NFL games starting Thursday night, Indianapolis at Tennessee. The Titans are one and a half point favorite. 48 and a half is the over or under. I can't pick the game till Thursday night. Parlay kid. It does seem a little weird to me that the home team is only giving one and a half. And I know mm. they load that stadium up. So there are fans. So it's not like, well, it's empty. There's no home field advantage. Uh, I'm going to pass on the game. I yeah. hate this Titans team. I hate the Colts. I swear, I think a week ago we we did the Colts-Ravens game, and we all said Ravens, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't like it. Now we all have the all same analysis. Everyone I've listened to outside of it has taken the Ravens. I switched with the Colts. I had them on a teaser getting 11 and a half, which was good for about 57 minutes of the uh, game, and then they blew it. So I'm mad at both of these teams right now. How do you break it down? Yeah, Tennessee, I, I like the Titans here, Sal, uh, minus one and a half points. Uh, it, does it seem a little fishy? It might seem a little fishy. I don't believe in fishy lines. I think uh, this is what we have here, so let's roll with it. I can't uh, – look, Brother Bry, he ha absolutely hates Phil Rivers. He can't watch him play football. <laughs> uh, I think, Sal, you kind of feel the same way about Phil Rivers, and I, I agree. I This guy uh, – can you bet on Phil Rivers anymore? I don't think so. I, I don't think he uh, his arm is shot. He's very immobile. Thank God he's got a a good line for himself that I think it keeps it makes him it keeps him upright and he's able to play decent ball. Tannehill's the better quarterback here. The Titans, if you notice, I know. Look, they, their defense was much improved. Unfortunately, hard to judge against the terrible Bears right. offense. So you, it's hard to make a judgment. But they did get rid of a few players during the week. A few uh, guys that they were paying a lot of money, including Vic Beasley. Uh, Clowney, I don't believe, played either uh, this weekend. Addition by subtraction, maybe it woke some guys up. I think Titans defense, it's not maybe a top 10 defense, but I think it's on its uh, trajectory is going upwards. Uh, Tannehill's had a, you know, he's been a little mediocre as of late. I think he, he regains it this week. Uh, Titans over the Colts, they cover that one mm. and a half. All right. You know, I thought that the Bears would go. Bears actually did. Well, I don't know if they covered. Did they push? They ended up losing by seven. Uh, it depends where you got it. It was probably six and a half, seven. Um, but I thought that was the game where the Bears offense got better. The Titans defense was 27th in the league. But Nick Foles, I think you just have to be a little better than Nick Foles to compete. But uh, my God, his third and 14 passes are still three yards behind the line of scrimmage. And then he got the ball stolen from the like, and they got a defensive touchdown. That might've been the difference of the game. Titans are better anyway, probably. But that, that, that game fell right into their lap. 
Uh, again, I'll pick that game Thursday. Not not a lot. You're right, Parlay Kid. You look at you look at Rivers uh, trying to convert on fourth and five or third and four, and it just doesn't seem like he drops back to pass. These these quarterbacks are statue. I think we're we're now kind of like you know we're, we're spoiled with the Tua's and the Kyla Murray's and even Justin Herbert. Like these guys are mobile. They're not just back there. You don't have three drives where it's going to be third and twenty-seven because yep. they get sacked. And then you got a, a Philip Rivers in there. Although I do give him some love on Thursday night. Tune in for that on Thursday night uh, football pregame show. All right. I think the next best game, not that that was the best game, but the, the best game Sunday, I think. Buffalo at Arizona. The Cardinals are minus two. 56 is the over-under. What a surprise. Harry snatched this game. I said, which <laughs> games do you guys want to take? Harry took the game. Another surprise. Harry's not taking a side, taking the over-under. Uh, which way are you going, Harry? Yeah, I'm going to go over. Why not, right? I mean, Arizona, number one in the NFL in yards per game. Four straight games, Arizona scored 30 points or more. 24 total touchdowns for Kyler Murray, 24 for Josh Allen. Murray's already got 500 yards rushing this season. Christian Kirk lately has been the guy, go-to guy, not even Hopkins for Arizona. He's got six touchdowns this season. Uh, Hopkins has only three now. Um, and seven of the nine games for the Bills have gone uh, over. So I'm going to go over here. Stefan Diggs had a... Taking a couple weeks off, too, in terms of his uh, production. He had 118 yards. They destroyed Seattle. They lit them up. Uh, I think this game flies over. Again, like you would mentioned earlier, Sal, that Arizona-Miami game was a fun game. Seattle-Buffalo put up a big point. I think this game flies over 56. And John Brown being back is a big difference for Buffalo. He, uh, you yes. know, I know everyone says he stretches the field. He really does. Like, Stephon Diggs does not go, you know, you're not, he's not running 40-yard uh, fly patterns. Uh, you just need kind of right. one to connect with with John Brown. That, that's what we saw last week. I got to say, I, I love this NFC West. Every team, the 49ers are the most boring team in the NFC West. How crazy is that? You know, you got the Rams, the Seahawks. Uh, you got the the Cardinals. Every game could be different. Every quarterback could come back in the fourth quarter. Over's not a bad pick here. I think I'm going to lean Arizona. I don't love giving points. I know it's only two, but I think Kingsbury figures it out. Buffalo traveling uh, east to west. Yeah, Big, big game for Arizona. Obviously, Bills haven't won the division now. They still have uh, not so much the Patriots, but the Dolphins nipping at their heels. But they have a game advantage over them and a win over that team. So I am going to go uh, Arizona. Let's go to the third game. I talked about the Seattle team. They're traveling to L.A. SoFi Stadium. The Rams minus two. 55 is the over under. Boy, this seems like a toss-up game. And, Brother Bry, you're taking the home favorite. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams here. Uh, the last time we did this, too, I did the same thing with the 49ers, and that didn't work out well. But the, the Seahawks defense has really been atrocious all year. They're giving up 450-plus yards per game, which seems like it could be a record. Maybe it is a record. It seems like it could be a record, right? But I'm right. not a huge fan of golf and the Rams, but I think McVay will devise a good game plan to move and control the ball against the Seahawks. Rams defense will at least be able to make some plays against the Seahawks. Whereas I don't think the Seahawks will be able to make many. The Rams are eight and one against the spread, following it against the spread loss. McFay is two and one uh, off a bye. Russell's gonna have to play like the perfect game, I feel like, to win this game. Because it's hard to say Russell can, is gonna lose two games in a row. It's it doesn't happen too often. But I, I think the Rams get get this get this done. Because when you look at last year too, the Rams at home beat the shit out of the Seahawks too. So I just get the mm. feeling it could be that type of game. I don't what love we, the over under though here in this one. I I, I don't I definitely the over seems a little high here. 
55. Yeah. yeah. Harry, what did we figure out? Brian brought it up, but uh, it's been 31, 34 games that Russell's only lost back-to-back once in that stretch. The yeah, and I think, games, I think I think since uh, since like 1970, Russell Wilson has the best uh, percentage of winning after a loss. I think it's like 8, 8, 8, 820 or something like that. So, yeah, like right. 31 games straight where he's only lost back-to-back games once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I Without... Digging into this too much, I'm looking at Russell. I think like there. First of all, I like this on a teaser a lot. I like Seattle plus eight. If you could find, uh, and I, I know just the game to put it in with. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss it in a minute. But um, I don't know. To me, right now, I know this is a very um, fantasy football way to break this down. But Russell with the ball in the fourth quarter, I think we'll have a chance to win this game. So I'll take uh, tentatively take Seattle plus two here. All right, Baltimore. At New England, uh, who is this parlay kid? Well, yeah. you know, we saw the Patriots, the best or the worst out of them. I don't know what happened. New England, minus seven, 43 and a half uh, against Baltimore. We saw the Ravens did, you know, just enough to win. Not a lot of offense against the Colts, but uh, Lamar had good numbers. Was he 19 for 23? I know he only had like four incompletions. I'm taking the Ravens here. I don't like what New England yeah. did. I think they're in trouble. They have... What do they have? They have Murray. They have uh, Deshaun Watson, Murray, and obviously they have um, Lamar here as their next three quarterbacks. And I think the fourth one is Justin Herbert. I think the Patriots are in for a world of hurt, yeah. and it starts against Baltimore. That's going to be a quarterback they can't handle. I mean, honestly, look what the Jets did. The Jets had their best tackle out. <laughs> Mekhi Beckton was out very early, and they still competed and were winning by double digits in the in the right. fourth quarter. I don't see it. I don't see a lot offensively um, that New England could do to hurt Baltimore here. I agree, Sal. I'm taking the Ravens here minus seven. Uh, I I don't know if this was the game you were alluding to to put a, maybe possibly yes. on a on a two team tease, yep. but I'm going to be coming back with that later as my best bet. So uh, with with the Ravens as well, uh, I agree. Listen, the Jets' offense looked pretty good last night. I, that's the thing when we talk about the Patriots. Cam Newton actually played pretty well last night. I mean, at least his numbers look good. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers was great last night uh, as his weapon. Uh, but what we kind of overlooked is uh, the Patriots' defense was pretty abysmal. Mm-hmm. And even though the Ravens' offense hasn't really looked exactly right for uh, some weeks now, uh, it was better against the Colts. And the Colts' defense flies around the field. They're very tough uh, to score against in some cases, especially on that home turf of theirs. In Indy, uh, I I actually think so. I don't think this game is close. I think a short week for the Patriots. I think the Ravens shut uh, the Pats' offense down, give up 14 points max. I think the Ravens win this game somewhere like 31 to 14 yeah. uh, in that vicinity. I I don't think this is close, but I will. I still just to play it safe, going to put them on a teaser. Later. I think you're right. I think Ravens Seahawks is a good uh, the best teaser I've seen so far. I was going to have the Steelers in there, but it looks like if it's Mason Rudolph, uh, all bets are off. Um, no, another game, Philly at New York Giants. Harry's Giants is former Giants. He likes Arizona. He likes the Giants. Anyway, this line is going what many people would consider the wrong way. It is now the Eagles on the road favored by three and a half, 44 and a half is the over under. They played a few weeks ago on Thursday night, the 22-21 game. We did a Thursday night check-in, right, for Fandle on that? I think we did, right? That was the, yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. that was the Daniel Jones fall on his face game. They lost by one. Philly had to come back and win this. Um, Harry, you like the Giants. Yeah, yeah. plus three and a half, sure. I mean, Carson Wentz has pulled two 
ridiculous games out in a row against the Giants. Uh, that game, like you said, Thursday night and last year at the end of the season, had to go overtime, pull it out against the Giants. The Giants have covered five of six, outplayed Tampa Bay, should have beat Dallas on the road, should have beat Philly, like we mentioned, on the road. Uh, Philly has beaten the Giants eight in a row, but a lot of them have been close. This might just be the time the Giants get over the get on top of the hill and take Philly down. I mean, Philly's just 27th in offense, 25th against the pass, and the Giants' uh, free agents they picked up, James Bradbury from uh, Carolina's got three picks. Logan Ryan's been good, and Blake Martinez leads the NFL in tackles. This, though, I think Evan Ingram is going to have a huge game. He's had uh, three straight games with five or more catches. That was the game in Philly. If he catches that pass, they win that game. I think he comes in, comes up big for the Giants. And just Daniel Jones, don't turn the ball over, man. Don't turn it over, and we can cover this three and a half at home. Harry, Harry, talk about the Giants like they're six and two. Great free agent pickups, Evan Ingram. Like, oh, well, Daniel Jones, look, just don't just don't turn it over. They easily, I think they he, easily, easily could be leading this division. They lost every game by so three what? points. So what? what? They easily could okay. be winning the division. Okay. So what? I, Someone I has think to Harry, win it. Harry, Harry mentioned every person in this game, I think. On yeah, he did a good job. He really got through it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Dallas could have beaten the Eagles and Steelers, too, and have been in first right. place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know. I right. do think the Eagles, this is a garbage division. Uh, I, I don't know. I, well, I, how should, so should we go crazy about Carson Wentz? Hasn't he turned the ball over 16 times? But yeah. they are coming off a bye. I'm reading into the line a little, which is fishy. Three and a half. The Eagles do play defense. I'll say that as much as you want to boast about the Giants. Eagles right there, top three in sacks. I think they separate themselves from the pack a little. I don't know. Look, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Eagles. By, give by the way, Sal, you want to make fun of that 80 yard flop that he had. That was I more. Do. That was more rushing yards on that play than Troy Aikman had his entire career. <laughs> All right. I don't think Aikman was making fun of him, was he? <laughs> just saying. Just saying. You're making fun oh, of the Giants saying. quarterback. He's just saying, <laughs> well, your Giants quarterback, you can say, oh, we could have won this game, could have, but it's the same thing every week. He overthrows, he has three bad overthrows. Like, oh, that should have been a touchdown for Ingram. Oh, that should have been a touchdown for Jones or whatever. Yeah, it's the same thing every week. And it is with all these teams. I'm not that excited about the Eagles minus three and a half. But like you said, we have to pick someone. Um, we are uh, halfway through. Most teams have played eight games on their schedule. Some have played nine. But I wanted to look into the... Um, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year numbers here. According to FanDuel, Justin Herbert, minus 120. Joe Burrow, plus 130. Tua, long shot, obviously only two starts, 9-1 to one odds. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 20-1. to one. Claypool, Chase Claypool, 25-1. to one. James Robinson, 33-1 to one odds. I was a little surprised. I get that. I mean, they're unlike MVP, it doesn't really matter what your team's record is for Offensive Rookie of the Year. You know, so it doesn't, you know, Cincinnati, Chargers, both terrible records. Um, Herbert's numbers, 21-46 passing, 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. Got about 130 rushing yards and a touchdown. Burrow, 22-72, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions, about 70 rushing yards, two touchdowns. I don't, is, did anyone think uh, Burrow's numbers would be much better than this? I, 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 I get that he's great. I get no. that he's going to be great. I was surprised that it was only 11 and five. I know he's been on his back. That's a miserable offensive line he has to deal with. But uh, Parley Kid, which way are you leaning in terms of uh, offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, this is a two-man race. So I know two is snuck in there yeah. all of a sudden. This is a two-man race barring injury. Uh, there's no doubt. It's Her Herbert or Burrow. Uh, as you know, um, 
I have a uh, a parlay that's in the balance. Mm-hmm. That's Burrow, Rookie of the Year, uh, Mahomes MVP, and Fields Heisman at seventy eight to wow. one. So obviously you know where my allegiance <laughs> uh, lies right here. And hey, look, that they all look pretty decent now. You, you, I don't know if you could get those odds right now for those. That being said, this South, I think that this is going to end up being a draw between these two mm. guys. I think this they're going to split this down the middle somehow. For the, if the season ended now, I would be very, I'd be fine with that. And I'm not just talking because I have bu- money on Burrow. Mm. I think both of these guys deserve the Rookie of the Year. The only thing that worries me for Burrow is he's going to be playing his home games in a lot worse weather down the stretch sure. than Herbert is. And I think that hurts quarterbacks. I, uh, you know, and he's got to play the Steelers this week. Um, I'm not sure if, if, if Herbert has to play that type of defense with the conference teams, right? Between right. Denver, whose defense has kind of this kind of disappeared a little bit, the Chiefs and um, Raiders. Yep. The Raiders. I, I I don't I, that's where I think the advantage kind of lies with Herbert. I think right now I know Herbert's got the advantage, just maybe based on a slightly better numbers. But man, Burrow Burrow doesn't maybe have the talent around him either that uh, that Herbert has. I think I I think uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams makes up for some good targets. A little bit better than an uh, an ancient uh, green on the uh, yeah the Bengals they, they have some you know Boyd is et cetera but, Higgins is fine yeah uh, yeah and Higgins has gotten better I, I I so right now I would I would the odds have come down a little bit on Herbert I think actually a little bit maybe after this loss last week just a little bit I think he was maybe <laughs> minus one fifty the parlay kid needs it he needs Burrow to win he's, he's, I need Burrow to win but case. I, I I don't know if it, if the season ended right now. Herbert's winning. I think he just edges him out. I think he just, but I don't think that would be fair. I don't All think right. it'd be brother fair. Brother Bry, does your brother cash that <laughs> ticket? Does he cash <laughs> that ticket? <laughs> now that we're part of this company, does does Parlay Kid get a vote? That would be great. You oh, let's get him a vote. Uh, yeah. Let's get him a vote. That but I, look. I will say I was I was all over Burrow too since the start of the season. I have a ton of money on him. I can't believe how good Herbert's been. I, mm-hmm. I it's funny. I loved him the first two years at Oregon. And I was like, you know what? He hasn't gotten any better, but that just shows you, I mean, uh, with Oregon, I mean, I don't know why they weren't dominating the PAC 12 with Herbert. It's kind of amazing that they wouldn't. Um, right. I don't right now. Does it come down to Herbert? Just his passer rating his QBR is better. Uh, they both have a bunch of favorable matchups after this week, this week's going to be tough for both of them. And then they have a run of three or four uh, pretty easy games for them. So it's close. I'd probably, I probably would actually lean with the with the plus money with Herbert. Just be, I mean, with um, Burrow, just just because of injuries, yes. COVID. You don't, you just don't know what's going to happen. I do think it's kind of split down the middle. So I would just go with plus money only for that reason. But I, I still can't believe how good Herbert's been. It's, it's yeah, Herbert, kind of crazy. Seventeen touchdowns, almost eighteen, brother Bry against your team, almost eighteen. <laughs> Hit the ground. Yeah. Bry was the first one in the country to realize that ball hit the ground. But, I was scr- oh. I was screaming at the house. Probably I was like, eh, yes. there's no way that it was complete. Hey, we complain about replay. Thank God for replay. You, you don't <laughs> want to send the wrong team home with a win or a loss, right? Yeah. I mean, just uh, especially at the end of the game, we've seen that twice now. Uh, we've seen it in college a bunch. We saw it, uh, although Indiana, Penn State, I'm not sure they got it right, but they they need replay for sure. Yeah. On uh, last play of the game, stuff like that. All right, Harry, I'm going to go to you, and I know you're going to do something stupid like DeAndre Swift to a name like I haven't even read or something. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Some of these other guys, Claypool, seven total touchdowns, although three, four were in one game. Jefferson, 
627 uh, yards, three touchdowns. He only played six, started six. Uh, and then two is too far behind. Parley kid's right. This is a two-man race, I believe, unless there's an injury. Then two is back in it. Uh, 350 yards, three touchdowns for Tua. Which way are you going, Harry? No, right. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I gave out Justin Jefferson to 20 to one. He had gotten down to like eight to one, but Dalvin Cook is stealing all the Vikings touchdowns. So, which is, which is tough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think overall here, it's, it's, uh, Herbert to, I mean, if he can, if one of the Chargers make that catch in the third down or fourth down, maybe he's minus 150, maybe 160 pulling that game out. But, uh, um, right. and, and good to see Darren's benefiting from on that part, on that bet, by the way. Um, from COVID, you know, with Noah Lawrence knocking him out. So uh, Fields is really the front runner. What is that, a dig? Are you saying he got lucky? It was a bad bet? If not <laughs> a little bit lucky, a little bit lucky where, where Lawrence would have had big games in there. And, you know, now Ohio State gets to play later on. I don't can know. We, can, I, you could say Fields got screwed because their season started late. I mean, well, he, his get, numbers could he, be off the still, charts still right now. He gets to play the they, games. The guy's completed like 71 out of like 83 passes. He's been phenomenal. Sal, phenomenal. Sal, just feel lucky you're not on the text exchange where we're getting texts from Harry that Ibrahim from Minnesota, the running back, is definitely a front yeah. runner oh. for the Heisman. Trophy. Oh, we're going to hear about happy. Yeah. Just we're going to hear about him later on that one. Jesus, that team's bad. <laughs> I know you like him. I've heard him. I've seen him on the extrapoints.com uh, breakouts and videos, and you've talked about this Abraham. I don't know what's going on. His name's not even Patterson or Peterson. Um, yeah, it's tough. By the way, I don't know if Fields is even going to play those Big Ten games. There's no room for error there. Uh, if there, he, he could have it, even if it's not Ohio State player with COVID, he could be in trouble. Um, you know, not not he'll have one or two games less than everybody else, too. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to lean uh, for Parley kids sake borrow. I thought I thought the numbers were a little better. I think he gets the emotional. Vo I just think like they think he's more po poised. I wonder if they switch coaches, how this would come down <laughs> Cincinnati and the Chargers. But uh, Parley kid, I'm rooting for you. I, I agree. The plus money is uh, maybe smart in uh, these uncertain times. Now, FanDuel. Oh. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook this football season. There's a reason FanDuel's America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds, different betting markets, unique fun bet types like the same game parlay and exclusive always on promotions to let you get more action out of every game day. I think my... What did I say, Joel or Jim, yesterday? My same game parlay was going to be Cam to score a touchdown. And, oh, shit, I bet the under. Damn, that under. That was going to be a good one. <laughs> oh, freaking under. It wasn't even close. That was just a bad bet. I'm sorry. I, I thought first half under was good. It was looking good for a minute. And then they just yep. scored a million points. But uh, anyway, back to FanDuel. You win. They get your winning safely in as little as 24 hours right now. FanDuel letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Harry, you would take $11, as we, we pointed out earlier. $1,000? Place a bet on any game. FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back. You get it in sight credit. Tell us about your favorite bets. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Sunday games, the local teams. Do the same game parlays. Get your money back if you lose. But really, try to win. If you don't have the FanDuel Sportsbook app, what are you waiting for? Don't forget to mention us against all odds. That's the promo code so they know. We sent you FanDuel Sportsbook promo code against all odds. All right, Brian, I looked at the college slate. Not impressive this week. 
Uh, wow. At least we had Notre Dame Clemson last week. The best game on the board, Wisconsin at Michigan. Mm. And I think like, Jesus, Wisconsin Yuck. favored by three and a half. The over-under is 51 and a half. Harbaugh is done with this team. I don't know. what. Who did they beat? They beat Minnesota. They beat uh, Harry's great yeah. running back in Minnesota. Uh, and then they got crushed twice, right? They got beat by yeah, as, a, as a 21 point favorite. Mich Mich and Michigan Indiana. State and Indiana. Michigan State and Indiana. Indiana, Northwestern. Who else are the best teams? Like Maryland? Are those the best three teams in this conference other than Ohio State? And then you got Wisconsin, who is like four quarterbacks down. They haven't played in the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't have an opinion on this other than, Bri, I think the winner wins by double digits. So yeah. find a, a, a minus nine and a half for each of these teams, and you'll get you'll you'll get money coming back to you. My God, where do you begin breaking this down? Well, so I've always rooted for Michigan. And when I was a kid growing up, I wanted to play football for Michigan. But this has become an embarrassment for them. If they, if anything says Harbaugh should be fired, it's being a three and a half point underdog at home against <laughs> Wisconsin, a team ravaged with COVID. We don't even know who their quarterback is. Their backup kicker could be their quarterback. That's, that's how bad it could be at this point. We have no idea who's playing for them. And they're still underdogs at home by three and a half. Uh, Michigan's defense has been awful, uh, and they just lost maybe their best player in Hutchins and their DN uh, for the year. So Wisconsin at least looked really good in their first game. There is at least a possibility that this kid Mertz could be back because now I guess for three weeks, I think he's allowed to play. It's a question of if he's going to play or not. Um, the only thing I guess is the home team has won pretty easily in the last four, so that backs up your take uh, – take uh, minus yeah. nine and a half or whatever on either side here. But I just, in good conscience, I can't bet uh, or back Michigan in this game. They've been bad. They were really bad against a Michigan State team who is obviously Michigan State is really bad. And then you get killed to Indiana. Indiana's probably good, but you get killed to them. So yeah, um, I, I would take Wisconsin here, minus three and a half. It's tough. Michigan was the sucker bet of the week last week, right? Oh, Over yeah. Indiana. Every, everybody was on them. Yep. Yeah, that, that was an early exit. All right. Hey, Masters this week. Thursday, the action starts. I like it in the fall. It looks pretty. They show the course. It's really, really nice. I know they're expecting some weird weather, but here's uh, how Fandle stacks the favorites. Bryce and DeChambeau, eight to one odds to win this. Dustin Johnson right behind him, plus 850. John Rahm, 10 to 1. Justin Thomas, 12 to 1. Rory McElroy, 13 to 1. Xander Schauffele, 16 to 1. It goes on and on and on. I, I should have read Tiger. I don't have Tiger's odds. What is Tiger? 45? Somewhere in there? No. 40? We'll get that. Um, Brian, you Tiger's, looked that up. Tiger's uh, 47 to 1. 47 to 1. All right. Uh, I'm going Dustin Johnson's ranked number one in the world. Last four Masters finished in the top 10. Feel like you're going to get a shot on Sunday, right? An almost guaranteed shot. He was a stroke behind Tiger last year. Harry, start us off. You don't like any of the names I mentioned. No, I do, actually, but I still like Brooks Kepka to win uh, on, on uh, at the Masters. Four majors. Uh, he's got. He finished second at the Masters last year. Uh, his hip and knee are feeling pretty good, he says. Uh, had his best finish of the season this past week in Houston. He had back-to-back -back 65s on the weekend. Uh, six straight rounds at Augusta, 71 or better. Always in the mix, as we know, uh, in majors. Give me Brooks Kepka here. I feel like the the sh shine is not not as bright on Kepka with these majors. I know he's he's always yeah. in the mix, but um, 
Now, uh, to not be in the uh, top five or six now discussed uh, odds-wise is is weird. But, yeah, maybe we're forgetting about him too early. Uh, Parley Kid, you like Patrick Reed? You're the only one in the country who likes Patrick Reed. Not uh, golfing <laughs> um, abilities, but personally. <laughs> well, you know, at first, uh, when I was going with Patrick Reed, I, I hadn't looked at the weather, and I'm, I'm staying with Patrick Reed, but I thought it would be cooler in Georgia at this time of the year. It's actually going to be 15 degrees warmer. I thought maybe – with Reed having that little extra pudginess mm -hmm. towards him, I keep a little bit more insulated and warm mm. uh, for this tournament. It's it doesn't appear to be the case, but Reed is a champion here in uh, 2018, um, and at 30 to one, I kind of like his odds, and I also kind of like uh, he hasn't played her yet in the Masters, but Matt Wolf, uh, I think he's always in the hunt. 21 years old to 22, very young uh, golfer, but he's always in the hunt in every tournament. Uh, exceptional young golfer, I think he. Uh, makes a run too at uh, I think on Fanduel he's thirty eight to one. Wolf. So Reed at thirty to one, Wolf at thirty eight to one. Good long shot uh, values. All right, right. Paul Kid doesn't believe the temperature in Georgia. He wants a recount. He wants those numbers done. <laughs> uh, thirty to one. All right, brother Brian again. Another name not in the top uh, six. Bubba Watson. Uh, yeah. Well, this is the problem with golf, right? It's like I, I. As you guys are talking, I like like 15 to 20 guys. And I'm like, holy shit, I am going to lose so much money this week in between college football, golf. It's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's going to be bad. But I do like Bubba at 30 to 1. Number one, he's he's fun to root for. Bubba's always fun to root for. But he's been yeah. playing some of his best golf this year. He finished fourth and seventh in his last two tournaments, top 20 and four of his last five. He finished 12th last year at the Masters, fifth the year before. He's won this twice in 2012 and 2014. His numbers are really good, uh, except for his putting. So if he can get his putting down a little bit, um, he should. I, I definitely like him his his odds to win it. And also, I'll probably be backing him top five, top 10, top 20. But I'll be doing that with like 30 guys. So I'm going to net out uh, <laughs> net, net, a lot of uh, negative money here. All right. If you want to hear more about golf, we'll uh, dive in even deeper with our pal Paul Cohorst. That's coming up in like 10 minutes. Wrote for Golf Digest, golf.com, does it all. Uh, you want to hear the most infuriating thing to me right now? How many times, and I know I'm the only one who cares about this, how many times do I get mad and I talk about how there's 10 NFL games at 1 p.m. Eastern and then oh, no. two or three? I mean, this is the one week, right? We're going to want to watch. We're going to keep our eyes on the Masters. We imagine. Oh, right. oh geez. You want to know, Parley Kid, how many late afternoon games there are? Doesn't sound don't, good. Don't say five. Me, like, six don't games say five. or something? I'm, five or oh, six? Oh, I'm not going to say five because there's fucking six. There's oh, six what? late. I mean, let me look at this because I, I can't imagine that I'm right Who about is it. That's incredible. Yeah, well, there's only six. There's only four one o'clock games. Is that right? There are five. Uh, or one a uh, one p.m. Eastern game. Five, yeah, I guess. Five. And then, so I guess that Chargers Dolphins. I get confused with the COVID reschedulings, but is that a rescheduled game for? Uh, that's at the Dolphins. That's a that's a four o'clock Eastern game. Mm. Then you got Broncos wow. at Raiders. Get it? That has to be West Coast. Bills Cardinals. Get it? That has to be late. 49ers, Saints. Eh. All right. Seahawks Rams. That has to be yeah. late. Bengals Steelers. That has to be late. God damn it! Six late afternoon games. And we're gonna we're gonna have to search for a screen now and and go back and forth between the masters. Good job, NFL. Really good. Par Parley kid, well, you're gonna have to bring over the fourth TV this week. I mean, plus yep. plus the well, four o'clock game. The four o'clock games are good, right? I mean, Tua Herbert. Well, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch the Raiders, Buffalo Cardinals. You probably want to watch Burrow, wow. Rams, Seahawks, and then the fuck. You're right. 
Flex the Steelers. Flex the Steelers out of there. Flex the uh, Saints Niners out of there. Get it that early. Right. Or don't play them at all. Shit. The Saints Saints Niners, they probably did thinking fucking Aikman are going to do that game and the Niners are going to be good against Drew Brees late afternoon. I get it. I guess I'm trying to think. Yeah, you're right. But, Although why would they do Seahawks Rams? I don't well, know. I get. I guess, I guess though it. it's the master. When's the final grouping going off though? Is the thing with the masters because it's got to be early though, right? Yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, it's gonna the, be. It'll the, be the, dark. The, it'll be. It'll be dark here true. by five o'clock. Yeah, so. I, I think. You'll I have guess it, that's I, you'll, you'll, the first quarter at least will overlap yeah. at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah. that's just something that uh, that bothers me mostly. But good luck uh, yeah. trying to. Tossle back and forth. All right, Sharp Tank, you guys are 0-3 yesterday, uh, last week. Let's get it done. You pick a best bet. I jump on uh, one of your guys' picks for the weekend. Start us off, Harry. All right, I'm going to go Friday night, guys. Friday night, Iowa is at Minnesota. I'm going to take the money line, plus 142 with the Golden Gophers. P.J. Fleck is the Big Ten coach of the year. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) Iowa off-field issues. Uh, they had a, a player with a DUI. They have four players in two weeks that have already said they're transferring. Um, Hawkeyes have won five in a row in this matchup, but it's been close. Minnesota's quarterback, Tanner Morgan, 30 touchdowns last year. Uh, has uh, that in Minnesota, though, gets five yards of carry on the ground, all, all mostly because of, like we mentioned, Muhammad Ibrahim. Six mm-hmm. yards of carry, 600 yards in three games, 10 TDs on the ground. I'm going Minnesota in an upset here, which I don't consider much of an upset. Iowa did look great against Michigan State last week after Michigan State, we mentioned, beat Minnesota, but they lost their first two games. Give me the Golden Gophers at plus 142 on the money line to take down the Hawks. All right. Parley Kid, you have a teaser coming. I think you teased us with a teaser. Yeah, two-team tease, two-team six-point tease, minus 120 here, Sal. Uh, First up on the list, we talked about the Ravens. Uh, you, you tease this down to uh, minus one for the Ravens. I, I don't see how the Patriots win this game. I think the, their defense is in shambles uh, and their offense just isn't good no matter what they did yesterday. It's just not a very good offense at this point. And it's not like they got guys coming back into the fold that are going to tremendously help them at this point, right? Is Edelman, I mean, is he, he's still yeah, out, right? So. Am, I, am I right? Yeah. Right. So I don't think that's the case. So uh, I, I like the Ravens and Sal. You're like, well, who's that second team? I know you like the Seahawks. Call me crazy uh, on a two-team tease, making uh, a minus six, teasing it down to just basically even odds. Is I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm. uh, this week against the Carolina Panthers. I would assume that this team did. It just seemed like about halfway through that game, even Brady was like, uh, he didn't. Yeah, it was just like this is a throwaway game at this point. I'm just chucking the ball up. I think he when when do you see him not rebound and have two bad games in a row? I don't see it happening. The Panthers have been game this year, but the bottom line is the Panthers just aren't very good. They really not look at the record. They got off to a nice start. They haven't been winning games of, uh, as of late. Um, McCaffrey might be back out uh, again yep. uh, of the lineup with a shoulder injury. I like the Buccaneers even odds. So basically, you're getting Buccaneers. You take uh, the minus six, you make that an even money line, uh, an even line, and the Ravens minus one. That's my two team teams. All right, wow, that, yeah, that is good. I, I don't know what to make of that Bucks team, but I think you're right. I, I think after Sunday night, you figure they have problems. If they lose to the Panthers, they really, really have problems. I mean, even getting right. that five seed, I would think at that point. Uh, Joel Solomon is begging me to remind the uh, audience that the Parlay Kid picked the U.S. Open winner. So there you go. 
We uh, is that, yes, is that right? Yes, that's right. Did. Okay, Pat Reed. That's right. Go ride with Pat Reed here. All right. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, did, Joel. Did, did, Bri, go ahead. What happened? I was just gonna say, didn't you give out like five players though? Oh <laughs> no! Oh no! For what? The U.S. Open? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Right. That's Harry doing no. stand up. I gotta tell you, can we one, cut together like just one player? Harry. It's on, it's it's on it's on Twitter. Just look at Jim. It. One guy. Jim, I know this seems very ambitious, but I mean, uh, it really just does look like Harry's doing stand up in front of that curtain. And if we got like three or four uh, sound bites, and between that and the crazy collar, I don't know. I mean, he's uh, yeah, it's the next Louis Anderson right there. I don't know what I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> All right, brother Bry, what's your uh, husband? Uh, All right, I am gonna go. The Dolphins minus two and a half. I know it's crazy probably doing a Chargers game. Um, but the and, and you know, the season's been really weird for the Chargers. They actually, it's funny, they, they're two and six. They could be eight no easily. The two and a half line is fishy, but the Dolphins are good. Like Parley Kid said, there's no fishy lines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Dolphins are good. Even with the perfect game, the Chargers are likely to lose this by three or something stupid. I do, I do really like this Dolphins team. Flores is a really good coach. I thought Tua was awesome last mm-hmm. week, and if, especially if he's making plays with his feet. Miami's defense has been good. I know you could kind of throw out last week just because Murray makes so many plays with his feet, mm-hmm. but the Dolphins D makes a ton of plays. I have a feeling they'll make another play this weekend. I, I really do like the Dolphins minus two and a half, no matter how fishy that line is. But I, I think this is a great, great fun game to watch. It's one of the reasons I wanted to pick it too. All right, yeah. Well, fishy line dolphins. It makes sense. You, you definitely have the <laughs> look who's being funny team, now. Team that could hold on to uh, uh, who? Who? I don't know. Uh, that could hold on to a lead there. Better coach, I think. Uh, Parlay kid, I'm jumping on with you. Ravens minus one. Bucks pick. Uh, Ravens. I don't even think. I think that's over at halftime. Um, yeah. The Bucks, like you said, this has to be Just a top game. It ha- has to be a yeah. game. And by the way, I pointed out on Fox Bet Live, Antonio Brown down 28-3, got a first down, did the Michael Irvin, pointed forward. Oh. That's it. So uh, but is this getting ridiculous? It's like <laughs> Zeke after getting shut down gets a six-yard run now. And I said that to I said exactly that to Michael Irvin. I was like, thanks, you SOB. You're responsible for Zeke. <laughs> that's right. Stirring soup after a three and a half yard run. Um, but that's it. All right, Parley Kid, I'm going with you. Ravens, it's a teaser, minus one. The Bucks. Pick them. Uh, we're taking six points off both those spreads. They both have to win for you to cash Ravens Bucks teaser. Uh, we will be checking in Thursday night football, Tennessee, yes. Indianapolis. Go to Extra Points um, Twitter account, and we're live. And we give you about 75 uh, second half props to pick. We <laughs> hey, and we ourselves. gave out a lot of winners at halftime last week. We Sean. did. We gave out a yeah. lot. I think of most, winners. Of, yes, we most did. of the stuff won except Harry's under. Which was, was a bad beat. Which was horse shit. That was a bad bit. Yeah. That was a bad, <laughs> that was a bad one. That was bad. Harry, maybe don't bet over-unders anymore. Like your bet aches every week is just the, you know, what the, oh, it should have no, been listen, over. Listen, on, on, Friday, on Friday night, the whole country's going to see this Ibrahim go for 250 and four scores. You'll see. They are? The whole country won't see it. The whole country definitely won't see it. It's a Friday night game. I know what it cares about. But, uh, all right. It's football. Uh, there you go. Ravens box is out. I'm going with the Parley kid. Parley kid. What else you got going this week? Uh, not much. That's a great week of sports, right? I'm looking forward to the weekend. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, you guys got me going on this golf years ago, and uh, I'm very excited for this masters. Uh, college football is a little bit of a letdown, but uh, NFL great weekend in the NFL. So uh, very excited uh, for this week. Darren's at the chalk talker on Twitter. <laughs> 
on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at the brother Bry. Um, what do we got going on? We have uh, the this Crawford uh, Kell Brook fight this weekend. Oh yeah, uh, it's a decent fight, but I'd probably look at Crawford. Uh, I gave out to Cheryl last week when we did this on UFC at two to one. Uh, I like Crawford. Maybe to win round seven to nine is plus 360 or 10 to 12. I like a second half knockout here. Um, and that fight, there's also Paul Felder, Dosanya's fight. Uh, but yeah, regardless, I'm going to be losing. I don't know. I'm probably at, uh, with golf and everything. Just, <laughs> I can't I can't imagine this is going to turn out great for me. I just can't. I can't. We're going to have like 70 <laughs> prop bets on just on the Thursday action and the cut action and all that shit. It gets crazy. Uh, but Harry will be watching True. with the rest of the world. Friday night, Minnesota, Iowa. What else you got, Harry? You're at AAO Harry. At AAO Harry, uh, go to uh, bestbetcorner.com to check out my articles and my uh, podcast as well for other picks. Also, Sal, I don't know. I'm, I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be in Arizona. I don't know if I'm going to be in Vegas. I don't know if I'm going to be in California this weekend. But if I am in California, I, you know, I might knock on your door on Sunday to watch the uh, football and the Masters. I just might. What day? So Sunday. I know so you can be gone. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> What do you mean you might be in Vegas? Why would you be in Vegas? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe going. I don't know. Watch the Masters there, too. I don't know. What? You need a place? You need I don't to know. go to Vegas? Like, I haven't, I haven't been like. to a sports book in a long time. I'm I just craving it a little bit. I don't know. You're going to fly Did to they Vegas? let you in the sports books? Yeah. There are some I'm not allowed in. Some, but not all. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did something on Twitter. Jim Cunningham, did you point this out? Somebody did. They posted a picture of... Harry working at the Red Rock Casino is in his suit. He's in his manager's suit as a, you know, working the sports book and said, this is why the votes can't get counted in Nevada, right? <laughs> it's actually pretty That was a good one. Way better than anything of uh, Brian, uh, Brian and Darren's buddy Ben Kel Kelly puts on Twitter. That's for sure. You're, right. You're still at odds with Ben Kelly. I saw that on Twitter. I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, come on. I I'm blowing this guy out of the water. He just doesn't see it yet. He doesn't. Yeah, Ben, don't you see it? Harry's an established stand-up comedian. Uh, he's going to be in Vegas this weekend. <laughs> and Harry was dead on about Sam tour. Darnold. <laughs> All right. There you go. As I said, check in uh, Thursday Night Football. I'll be back with these guys. Tennessee, Indianapolis. We'll give you winners. We'll give you losers. It's your job to figure out which is which. And now, for more golf action and analysis, Paul Mowers. All right. Our next guest is one of the best guys in the world. I worked with him at Jimmy Kimmel Live for so many years. He is a former Pebble Beach caddy. Wow. Writer and a gambler based out of Los Angeles. You could find him at Paul Cohorst on Twitter. Paul the Moo Cohorst. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, Sally. Good luck to people trying to spell Paul Cohorst, but th they can try. No, they could, they're going to get a good head start. P-A-U-L-K-O-E-H-O-R-S-T. They got it right there. Follow. A good follow. Funny guy on Twitter. And... I, Paul, I feel like 20 years ago we were working together and you would come in and you would talk about golf. And I'm like, oh, enough with the golf. And now I am screaming at the NFL for scheduling six late afternoon games against what's going to be the end of the, you know, the, the fourth round on Sunday. I was like, damn it. We have nobody has enough TVs for this. The NFL usually has like two or three late afternoon games. Now they have six. It's the first week they decide to do that. And we're going to scramble to catch this action but let me ask you this is this i know everybody loves tiger is this the golden age of golf in terms of just like there being 10 guys who can consistently be in the talks to win these big events every time 
Well, I think I'm kind of approaching it this way. I'm there are so many fantastic young golfers out there right now, but I'm basically going to bet on three guys, and I think they win one of the, these three guys win at least one of the next two Masters. Mm. Um, so I think I just kind of got to minimize. It. There's there's yes about 10 guys from the Morikawas to the Justin Thomases who can win this event. But I'm picking three guys, kind of sticking with them, and then hopefully that will give me uh, a chance to win maybe one, maybe two Masters in the next 150 days. That's not bad. That's not a bad way to approach it. Let me tell you what FanDuel is, uh, how they're ranking these guys. Bryson DeChambeau, 8-1. to one. Dustin Johnson, plus 850. Rom 10-1. to one. Justin Thomas, 12-1. to one. Rory, 13 to one, Xander, 16 to one. I don't know how we want to, I asked you for a favorite winner, a middle range guy, a long shot. Hit, hit us real quick with the long shot. We'll work backwards here. That's what okay. we'll do. Who's your long shot? Probably not going to win, but worth putting a few bucks down on. Well, long shot, first of all, I like long shots in the, in, in the Open Championship, the British Open, because they actually have a history of success at the British Open. Long shots don't necessarily do well at the Masters. First of all, um, you just, it's a small field with only the top, top golfers. You know, you have a much bigger field at the open championship. So I think there's a bigger chance of someone coming from mm-hmm. way the out, way from the outside and winning. So the one, the, there's one stat that I found that, that really is the, the, the best predictor of winners and that's strokes gained approach. Mm-hmm. The last five masters, the, the, the golfer who led the field and strokes gained approach finished first first, second, third, and first. So Mm. golfers that I'm really going with uh, are all guys who are really good in this category. And so I'm going with Paul Casey. He's plus 6,500. He's played well there. He's got three top six finishes in the last five years. And he is a fantastic second. uh, uh, He's fantastic in that statistic means he's great at hitting those second shots and Masters, uh, Augusta is a second shot course. You really need to be able to hit those second shots well to give yourself an opportunity for birdies, to minimize three putts, to not have to scramble so much in those uh, impossible greens. And Casey will do that. For Casey, it's always can he putt? If he can putt, I think uh, you get a lot of value at plus 6,500, Paul Casey. Interesting. All right. So now I look at that and I say, I'll put a few dollars on that, but I'm also going to bet. Uh, Paul Casey to make the cut um, because I, 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 I know there's been a lot of uh, heartbreak now and Oh, Paul Casey just missed out. He lost this by two strokes. So let me figure out what he is to make the cut at 65 to one. He should be even odds or worse, right? To make the cut. I've, I've not even looked at this. Let's Hold take on. a look. Yeah. Take a look at that one. Uh, where the hell is Paul Casey to make the cut? Now I'll high. say though, with a guy like Paul Casey, like a guy who really has struggled a bit with the putter, he is a guy you can see if he's, the putter is on, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he becomes a top five finisher. If the putter is off, he's on a net jet Friday at four right. p.m. All right, so now here's the thing: so he's sixty five to one, right? But he's four minus four hundred to make the cut. Also minus 400 to make the cut is Tiger Woods. So that doesn't really make sense because Woods is about 35, 38 to one to win. Well, you're always going to play a Tiger Woods tax. Everyone wants to have a Tiger Woods ticket. Exactly. So, uh, so, yeah. So I think that if you're you're boring enough that you want to just play Tiger to make the cut, I think that number is more realistic versus uh, what you should realistically paying to, to own a Tiger to win the tournament ticket. 
We might as well talk about that because I have it on my, on my list now. Uh, Tiger to not make the cut, I thought, is fun at plus 250. Obviously, the Masters, is this is his course and everything else. Do you see any value in that? And when I say value is you talked about the Tiger tax the other way where everybody's betting on him. So there should be a little value against him, right? Or is plus well, 250 still a stay away? If you're the kind of guy who loves playing the don't pass line. Yes, you know I am. That's the kind of bet for you. <laughs> you know, I, I, this is similar to another another bet here that I like. Patrick Reed, he's plus 3,000. I think his odds should be closer to, to Xander or Herdecki, so somewhere mm -hmm. between 16 to 1 or 25 to 1. And no one wants to hold a Patrick Reed ticket. And so right. I think people are avoiding Patrick Reed. And so, yes, there is some value on Tiger not missing the cut. Nothing about his recent form has shown – this guy is going to turn it on again. But, you know, do you want to really be rooting for that? I think yes. the majority of golf fans don't. <laughs> yes, I do. You know, I'm a new go I'm a new asshole golf fan. I'm not like uh, 20 years ago. I, I should have jumped on with you then. But, yeah, it's different. It's funny. Patrick Reed, the parlay kid, likes uh, Patrick Reed also. We're talking middle range guys now. You said Patrick Reed, pretty good. Uh, you have someone else uh, you're thinking about middle range? Yeah, I like Terrell Hatton. He's mm. 33 to 1. He won a big event in the European Tour, uh, the BMW Championships a few weeks ago. Uh, he's played fantastic in his last two tour stops. He's got a T3 and a T7. Mm -hmm. He's also, last year, finished fourth on tour in that same stats, uh, strokes gained approach, which obviously uh, I'm really targeting those guys in this tournament. And here's right. what I really like about him. He has a crazy temper. And there's nothing worse than playing or betting on a team and then they lose and they're like, ah, whatever. This guy, if he stinks, you play, you place a bet on him. And if he stinks, you're going to hear about it. He's going to be cursing at himself. He'll be throwing clubs. It's fantastic. So at least you get a little bit of a, of a release along with him. You know, if there's nothing worse than <laughs> they stink, they're like, oh, well, we'll get him next time. Now he's going to be as pissed as you are if he doesn't play well. So you win either way. I like Terrell Hatton. It's a running joke on Fox Bet Live. Todd Furman took Terrell Hatton months ago, and then I, uh, I think he had him to, to finish top ten. He didn't. I don't think he made the cut. Then I bounced back with him the following week to finish top ten. So I was trolling him at first, and now I'm all over Terrell Hatton. I bet him every tournament. I actually do like him here. I like him for top English player at three to one. There's top uh, Great Britain and Ireland player at five to one. And there's there's another one with that hat. And like you said, to win the whole thing is a nice, odd, juicy odds there, 33 to 1. Oh, top European, he's at 7 to 1. Uh, all right, hit us with your winner. There's a lot of big guns out there. Uh, Bryson, first of all, are you a fan of Bryson's uh, training uh, uh, tactics, which is just get as goddamn big as you can and and hit the ball and don't worry about where it goes. I'm absolutely a fan of what Bryson's doing. And I think that, you know, it's so interesting that this Masters is a fall Masters because no one wants to have the Masters in the fall. We want it in the spring. We want mm -hmm. it rightful place. But this is kind of, you know, the COVID thing has forced it to change. And I think similarly, Bryson is doing the same thing. He's going to kind of force the Masters to change. Um, there's talk that if he does dismantle this course, if he does hit sand wedges in all the par fives, if he is driving two of the par fours, they say he could possibly drive one. I think he could possibly drive number three as well. That the green jackets of the Masters are going to be so upset. They're going to have to either do one of two things, change the ball or keep buying property all the way out to Atlanta to the point <laughs> that they can stretch this golf course out enough. Right. 
So change is coming no matter what. So I love what Bryson's doing. Um, the only thing that I see with the weaknesses of Bryson is he uses that um, arm lock putting stroke. And um, on those super fast greens, the Masters are statistically the fastest greens on the tour. I don't like that stroke as much because you, you need to have some hands in that stroke. This is the, the caddy talking. You need to have some hands and, and nice. some, some delicate, uh, uh, some bit, uh, ability to hit Close. a delicate shot. And when you're just hitting with that wrist lock, it's all shoulders and speed control becomes very, very hard. Look so at this. Wow. We're getting like physical breakdown. I like this. I, I love what he's doing. Um, he hasn't had any great results there. I would love to see a good result first before I plunk down uh, what nine to uh, nine to one is the best odds that I'm seeing. Um, and that just feels like paying too high of a price for a guy who's not had much success at that course. All right. So I'm going to go with Justin Thomas at 12 mm. to one. Again, strokes gained approach. In the past five years, the guys who've led it have won three times, and then there's a second and a third mixed in there. Justin has been in the top six of that category on tour since 2017, and he's improved every year. Last year, he finished first on tour in that stat. He's also third in the field in that stat over the last 36 rounds. He's also improved his finish in the Masters every year. He was 39th, then he went 22nd, then he went 17th, then he went 12th. So he's improving every year and he played better than so-so at the Zozo. He came in second place. Mm. So he's in good form. So personally, I think Justin wins one in the next 150 days. I'm probably going to hit him here. And if he doesn't win this one, I'm, I'll hit him again in April. But uh, I think that's a, that's a pick that I'm really enthusiastic. Nice. All right. Talk me out of Dustin. And by the way, Justin Thomas, you talk about a fiery guy like that. He's good for, at least I would put the over under for the four days uh, over under two and a half. You got to be effing kidding me uh, after each shot. Right. I love that. You, you do want to think that your guy is trying, right? He is a delight. He's like the rest of us in the golf course. Uh, and I think that's fantastic. And the only downside I'll say is he said he has missed the fans. He doesn't like playing in an empty golf course. So I think there's a little bit of him that's going to miss uh being able to drop the f bombs for his uh, for his uh, fans to uh, yeah. Shoot. Now you you said there's not value in Bryson DeChambeau. I'm imagining you have the same reasoning for Dustin Johnson, who's like plus eight hundred, plus eight fifty. But that's my pick. I just like the guy who's finished top ten last four Masters. But uh, what don't you like about his game coming into this week? I like Dustin's game quite a bit, and I could uh, I would very well see him winning this one. It feels like he's destined to have a green jacket. It's still shocking his history in the majors is still more about the failures and the successes. Uh, mm -hmm. I could very much see him uh, uh, pulling this one out. And yeah, his, his form at Augusta has been great. I think that if you're going to, if you're caught between uh, Dustin and DeChambeau, I personally like, like Dustin a lot. And I think that's also a great pick. Uh, and I think my biggest fade is, is Phil. And I, and I got two parlay, mm -hmm. I got two prop bets. So you can get some of, uh, I think Phil's, um, uh, impending collapse. Oh, good. Bill, uh, he's all over the place. He's tweeting out how much he loves the Queen's Gambit. He's selling coffee now, <laughs> experimenting with 48-inch drivers. He's kind of like a retired dude who's kind of figuring out, okay, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. Kicked so much butt in these two Champions Tours events, and then he kind of threw it all away last week by just missing the cut and shooting something like nine over for two rounds and right. disaster. 
So I think there's two ways you can play Phil's, uh, what I think is going to be a train wreck. The top lefty finisher is I'm going to play Bubba Watson at minus 175. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's got to beat Phil and he's got to beat Mike Weir. And so personally, I love that. Bubba's playing well. He always plays well at Augusta. And I think that at minus 175, that I, I really love that bet. And then you can also play top senior finisher. And you, I'm going to play Fred Couples at plus 600. He basically has to be he has to be Bernard Longer, VJ, and Phil. And you think, well, okay, Phil and Freddie are in two kind of different classes. Freddie has actually beaten Phil four out of the last ten Masters, and Freddie played mm. great at last week's Champion Champions Tour event. It's always like, is Freddie's back working? He played great last week. He always plays great at Augusta. So I think there's, I think Phil is on a private plane, you know, Friday at four o'clock and uh, headed back to San Diego. So I would absolutely uh, hit both those bets and uh, thank you. Look later. at you! Look at you! I like it. He's fading Phil. Everybody, great job. Paul Kohlhorst, you know, follow him. I mean, he does uh, he does a lot of golf writing that he can't take credit for. Let me just say that. Uh, he's all over the sport. You'll be tweeting throughout the weekend, right? At Paul Kohorst, K-O-E-H-O-R-S-T. He's at Twitter. He's a good follow. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Lots of Thanks, Sally. Appreciate you having me on. Talk soon and make some money. Yeah, and that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for the Degenerate Trifecta Heel producer Jim Cunningham and Paul the Moo Kohorst. I'm Sal Singh. So long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.